Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. WWE has gone crazy with renaming people. They are very much into this. So I decided we should all do it as well. So not only do you have to put your brand new WWE slash NXT name in the comments, but I am going to give you mine as well. So from this day forth, I shall be known as Derek Manpower. Now I've talked about this before, but I wanted to get out there to the biggest possible audience. So hello, I tip my fake cap to you. My name is Derek Manpower. Welcome to Ups and Downs for the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. And we take the temporary fist of power because we're going to get the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. It was gibberish. Derek Manpower can't even speak. Let's go. Rollins is an odd chap because he dresses like he does it in the dark. And when he came out to start Raw, he was all like, hey, I want to have a party. However, I can't party alone. So I would like to be joined by Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like Seth, none of what you just said made any sense. Cody did listen and got another massive reaction as he did come out. And I just love it with all the pyro. And he even made a reference here to the last time Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes were in a ring in Buffalo. Because if you don't know, that's when we had the big tag team match between The Shield and the Rhodes brothers. And if I recall rightly, Cody and Dustin became the tag team champions. Cody then did that thing where every time the fans go nuts, he just plays up to them, which he should continue to do. But Seth, I suppose, got really jealous here. He was like, well, I was going to tell you how much I respected your family. <laughs> but actually, what I'm going to tell you is that I think you suck. He also feels like he's the reason that Cody is such a big star now, given what happened at WrestleMania. And if he had been aware who his opponent was, he wouldn't have lost. Once again, I was like, Seth... Cody's entrance, it was brilliant, but it lasted like 20 minutes. You had more than enough time to repair. Rollins then made it clear that while Cody Rhodes is going after the title, he has already won the championship, which is when Cody was all like, look, let's just make this nice and easy. Fans in the arena, do you love me or do you love Seth Rollins? And of course, everybody chanted for Cody. Seth couldn't handle that. So he was like, all right, I'm now going to turn the tables on you. And what's going to happen is in the main event, you will take on a mystery opponent. Cody Rhodes said yes. And it's always worked, because then for three hours, I was like, well, who's it going to be? I mean, unless it was like James Ellsworth or something, but it wasn't. And as I always say, and I will continue to say, this feud between Cody and Seth really has got me hooked. I like it. Up. We then finally got our women's tag team title match, which I checked has been 48,798 years in the making. 
better late than never. It was Sasha Banks and Naomi defending their championships against Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And this went exactly like you would have expected. But sometimes that's a good thing because it usually means the story is shouting at you. I'm right here. I'm right here. So don't ignore it. Walk onto it. Embrace it with a hug. And what I really liked about this match is that the whole time we put Ripley over as a monster. Like at one point she grabbed Sasha Banks as if she was a projectile and threw her into Naomi. She was also helping out Morgan for a while because they did a double powerbomb. And after that, Rhea was able to hit the Riptide. But Liv Morgan wasn't able to hold back Sasha, so she was able to break up the pin. But if that hadn't have happened, Rhea Ripley Liv Morgan right now would be the tag team champs. It's also screwed over Ripley as then Banks and Naomi were to hit that double team thingamajig they do. And they got the pin for, and afterwards Rhea was so mad, she got in Liv's face like, you are a waste of space, and I hate you deep down in my tootsie toes. She beat her up, she hit her with the riptide, meaning Rhea Ripley has gone heel. But good, seriously, let her run through the entire division and let's get to a Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley feud quicker than I can say, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I regret doing it. And yes, it was after when afterwards, Sarah Schreiber went, why Rhea Ripley, why did you do this? And she went, I don't owe you an explanation. WWE does this all the time. However, this is just phase one. Let's wait till next week. And you don't have to be a genius. She can just go because our team will live Morgan and she absolutely sucked. That'd be fine. Up. Sonya Deville was then here. And as ever, she wasn't very happy. Apparently when she was watching Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, she got all upset because she feels like she should be a wrestler again. And as she had come to that decision, she wanted to face the best, which of course is Bianca Belair. Now I really wanted to sit Sonya down and say, look Deville, This is WWE. You don't need to come up with these grand plans. You just find the champion and you say geese title shot. They go, of course, you can have one. And then we're off to the races. This is when Belair did interrupt to that 65 in WWE and 95 in all of wrestling. Straight away, Son was all like, look, you can't touch me because I'm a wrestler. I'm also your boss. And if you do, I will find you. I will suspend you. I will throw you into the ground. Belair had a better idea because she was like, well, why don't we fight right now? And Deville was all like, nah, mate, I don't want to because Apparently she's a fake British person, but she wound Bianca up so much, she did indeed get her into the KOD position before she went, oh no, I don't want to lose my job, and she put her down. The fans are really into this too. We are going to do the match next week in Bianca Belair's hometown. So just have Bianca absolutely wreck her and continue her pathway to superstardom. Once again, we didn't do anything complicated here, but we didn't need to, broken record. And then Veer defeated Jeff Brooks. That's all I've got to say about it. I mean, we have gone into monster heel mode with this guy and he destroyed him in a minute and then locked in that modified camel clutch thing that we're calling the cervical clutch or whatever they said. And to that one guy that melted down last week going, Simon, it's not a camel clutch. I didn't say it was a camel clutch. I said it was a variation of. And all of this is smart because it's worked before, so why can't it work again? But given all the craziness of how long it took Veer to get to Raw, I can't help but think... Maybe, just maybe, we should have tried him out as a good guy. Although, to be fair, we did that with Brodus Clay, and that turned out to be terrible. So it's a let's wait and see, and I'm somewhere in the middle of all of this. I just don't really get where it's going. We then just had the most bizarre segment, because of course we did, it's Raw. Then appears and Sonya Deville were chatting in the back, and Adam was all like, I can't believe you do that, and don't you know, you have to be worried about the powers that be, because they're not very impressed with your performance either. And Sonya was like, look, we'll worry about that later, but can we please find Bianca Belair? And Ads was all like, hey. This is when Bianca entered, though, and she did pay the fine. <laughs> and it was $1. And Adam Pierce was like, thank you very much for that $1. I'm playing this by the book. 
Now, I'm sure he's just trying to wind up Sonya Deville because she's abusing her power. But I was like, are you telling me? In the fake wrestling rule book, it says, if you attack a WWE official, you've got to hand over one buck. I mean, the good thing about all of this is that it did allow Adam Pearce and Bianca Belair to play super babyface. And hopefully by the end of it, Sonya Deville will just become a wrestler again. I mean, all that is fine, but this is a little bit strange. We then saw that dude that Vera killed being carted off. So I was like, man, EMTs, you really took your time to get there when it was time for some sports entertainment. It is also more evidence that Kevin Owens right here, right now, should be in the conversation to being one of the best wrestlers in the world because you can give him anything or you can give him any match and he will absolutely excel in it and I have no shame in telling you that I love him. And it was, of course, the lie detector test with Ezekiel and because Kevin wanted to make sure he got to the bottom of this, he had hired Chad Gable to run the damn thing and at one point he was like, Gable, you've got to take this seriously because I have paid you $150 in Canadian money. Chad was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll do a really good job. These two together are great. Ezekiel then arrived and continued on his whole shtick, including going, who wants to speak to Zeke or whatever it was? And Owens couldn't handle it. He was like, damn you, man. Damn you. Straight to hell. This is all the kind of stuff you were doing at Elias, so will you stop lying? Gable then started asking the questions and even got a shot in there at Gable Stevenson's that I thought was quite clever. And of course, when he was all like, are you Ezekiel? Are you Elias? Are you his younger brother? Zeke passed on every single one. And just go watch this and watch Kevin Owens the man cannot handle this. He also blamed all this on Chad Gable too, so refused to pay him. And even though Ezekiel and Kevin Owens did face off, KO didn't want none of this. And he did leave, which is when Chad, I suppose, who was so upset that he didn't get his money, he attacked Big Zeke. Seriously though, I really enjoyed how dumb all of this was. If WWE can do a segment like this every week, I will be a happy panda. Up. This also did mean we were going to get Ezekiel versus Chad Gable. And even though you could see what was coming a mile away, I actually was fine with it. Because after around about five minutes, Oates just appeared from nowhere and he ran over Zeke, which means it was a disqualification. But seriously, recently, WWE has been far more reserved with their DQs. And if you do them less, surprise, surprise, on the other end, they mean more. I was also fine with it because I did not want Gable to lose and you can't have Ezekiel lose just yet. So yeah, cool. Shrug of the shoulders. I didn't think WWE sat down and gone, wait a minute, we haven't done a rematch on Raw for a damn long time. We should do one right now. Even though they had done because we had that tag team match because it was the Street Profits taking on RK Bro. So it does underline the fact that this tag team scene does need new teams desperately. But once again, Montez Ford, Andrew Dawkins, Randy Orton, Riddle, they just have so good matches every single time. But what are we meant to do? Well, Montez Ford also busting out Spanish flies in the first two seconds, it felt like. And I was like, that is not normal behavior. And we had this one point when Riddle and Orton did simultaneously draping DDTs. I mean, together, they're such a delight. Now, he did get a dumb finish here, but it did raise my eyebrow because I don't know what it means for the Street Profits. Because just as RK Bro were getting the momentum, the Usos music played, although Jimmy and Jay didn't show themselves. So at first, I was like, (laughs) they must be in the back just poking the audio guy, going, do it now, do it now, do it now. It really confused Riddle, though, who must never have watched a pro wrestling show because he was all aflutter, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just heard a song. He got hit with the blockbuster 
and the Street Profits beat him. Now, the point of all of this is afterwards, when Montez Ford did cut a promo, he insinuated that maybe they paid off the sound guy, I suppose, to play this theme because they wanted to remind RK, bro, there's more than two teams in this division. You shouldn't ignore us. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This new edge and this new attitude that the Street Profits keep showing, my word, it makes them so much more interesting. So we got to run this into town. So we shall see. And what really matters is this match was very, very good. And again, we had shenanigans, but they may have tied into the story. I know, Udalali. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And speaking of Edge, he was then in the back with Damien Priest and he was sitting in a really big chair. I'm not joking, it was massive. Seriously though, I don't really get it. Like, I think the performances are good, but I don't understand the logic behind it. Because Damien Priest is all like, man, everybody wants to know why the lights went out last week and I just vanished, and it's because you're not listening. I was like, man, I listen to everything and I don't know what he's going on about. I mean, it honestly sounded like he was just taking words and putting them together in a sentence. And then Edge was all like, oh man, this evilness has been in me since the brood, but you don't remember that. It's like, Edge, you came out to the brood music all the time after you came back. I may have got totally confused here because honestly, a lot of it was gibberish, but I think we said that Damian Priest got disrespected at WrestleMania when he teamed with Bad Bunny, even though the story was they were the best of friends. And then he got disrespected again by not being on this year's WrestleMania. But Edge was also disrespected because he couldn't get a WrestleMania match, even though he did get a match with AJ Styles and he had an open contract and it just took a while for someone to challenge him. I mean, these two are absolute loons. And I do get it too, because they're meant to be idiots. They can spout a bunch of lies, but all of it just seems to be completely made up. And again, I enjoy the presentation. I enjoy Edge. I like Damian Priest and they're terrific wrestlers. But I kind of watch it like this. I'm trying to process it. My eyes and brain just go crazy. It finished with Edge saying he wants a rematch with Styles at WrestleMania Backlash, so we will do that. So once again, patience is a virtue. 
But based on this episode of Raw, down. AJ then cut a promo after this and he called Edge Judge Edge as if he's about to host some kind of crappy reality TV show. And the lights went out, they came back on and Urge and Damien Priest beat him up. So suppose what happened here is Edge has gone, oh man, The Undertaker is retired. Somebody can steal his gimmick. And look, you should have done that. And again, it's all kind of okay. I just need it to make a little bit more sense. The US title was then on the line next. And given how Austin No More Theory has been treated recently, surely this could not have surprised anyone. This whole match as well was worked around the fact that our United States champion Finn Balor hurt his neck early. This guy is such a good wrestler. Every now and then I was like, Maybe he has hurt his neck because he's just a king at selling. But I also tell you this, the absolute highlight is when Austin Theory, oh sorry, Theory jumped into the ring. He went for a drop kick, I suppose. And Finn Balor turned it into a power bomb. My word, I love reversals. And don't get me wrong, all the noise is true. I don't understand why WWE doesn't do more with Finn Balor, especially because here they were just countering everything like champions. We also got another Spanish fly and it's a little bit like, man, that feels like overkill. He's becoming this year's Canadian destroyer. And after Finn had gone from the Coupe de Gras, but Austin, damn it, Theory had got out of the way, Balor smashed him with a dive. I didn't make this note, but I'm 99% sure WWE then cut to a break. This did allow Finn to actually go for the Coupe de Gras, but once again, when he landed, he sold his neck. So Theory saw that, he hit the ATL, he got the one, two, three. He is now your, mine, and everybody's US champ. We went big with this too as a bunch of bad guys came out to celebrate with him, even though he's never had one interaction with any of them. But the big thing is then no turns from hell hit, and out came Vince McMahon. So let's not pretend otherwise. We have chosen Theory, and we're pushing him to the moon. And I'll tell you the truth, good. Because it's kind of like the NXT 2.0 situation. I'd much rather we lived in a world where we do say, well, we want to do something with that guy. They go to NXT, and they go to Raw, and they go to SmackDown and they get a sustained push and maybe it will work and maybe it won't work but even I am warming to theory I think there is something there so we have to wait and see it doesn't mean that Finn Balor doesn't deserve more he absolutely does but I think we may look back on this title win for theory and go well it started there back in 2022 up. quick interview with Seth Rollins after this when Kevin Patrick went hey can you tell us who you've chosen for the main event Seth went no you moron that's the whole point of a surprise. And he was 100% correct. And then, <laughs> my word, Raw is the most interesting show on TV. It's like beforehand, you're told, please, like, snort a copious amount of drugs just so you understand what's going on. But yes, it was time for our double wedding. Not in a million years did I expect this. Now, shout out to R-Truth, who hosted this segment, I suppose. He is so good, and he had so many good lines. And if you're into train wreck television, you gotta watch it. Of course, this was Reggie and Dana Brooke getting married, as well as Tazawa and Tamina. What's that? Hey, there's nobody meaner. For some reason, Sasha Banks and Naomi and Humberto Carrillo and Angel out there. And I understand Team Bad was a thing years ago, but this was really strange. <laughs> when Reg and Dana were trying to do their vows, because they were all like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I would die for you. The crowd just booed them. But when Tamina, nobody meaner, and Tazawa like, yeah, what they said, Everybody cheered, they got it. We then got the whole, if anybody objects, please talk now, when Tamina started to play chess with everyone. So she just went and got other individuals who were getting hitched and put her by the side, as if that's how wedding works. Like, you're at the altar, whatever it is, and you go, ah, I don't want this person, I'm gonna grab somebody else, and I'm pretty sure that is a crime. At one point, it also seemed like she was gonna wed Dana, and the really odd part was, by the end of it, they were all back with their respective partners. And after we... 
had done this, you're not going to believe it if you haven't seen it. After they're all like, oh, we're married, let's smooch and let's kiss, Reggie <laughs> hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the backwards. He pinned Dana Brooke <laughs> to become the 24 Slam champion, which means his motivation was, well, if I trick her into marrying me, I can win back that stupid belt. I can't clap. A round of applause. He can never be a good guy again. Everybody then beat everybody else up to have their eight seconds with the championship. When Dana came off the top rope and she slammed Tazawa with a crossbody, she became the champion again when R-Truth picked her off and just ran into the distance. Here's the thing though, it was absolutely crazy, it was absolutely baffling, you could even call it horrendous, but did you want anything else? Did anybody actually sit down to watch a double wedding on Raw and go, this is gonna be some of the most profound TV ever? If you did, I don't mean to be that guy, but you the problem. This is exactly what I wanted. It was terrible in the best possible way. MVP then told Bobby Lashley that Omos is challenging him to an arm wrestling match because we need some sports entertainment every single week. But the cool thing about this is we're teasing that Bobby's going to go through Omos and then have a match with MVP. And I have wanted that for a while. It was then time for our main event and the whole thing had worked. So I was like, oh my gosh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And after Seth Rollins had come out, oh my gosh, all my dreams were answered because it was Gavin Owens. Now really we should be saving that kind of stuff for bigger feuds, but I didn't care because I really wanted to see this match. I mean, I just love these guys so much. It's like watching my own sons. What? Nothing. They were going nuts too because in the early going, Kevin threw Cody into Barry Barricade and then it was just wrestling tennis. We saw DDTs, we tore tackles. At one point, both guys were falling over Alan the announce table. And this is when Seth Rollins' music hit and he came out, even though minutes beforehand, Seth Rollins' music had hit and he had come out. Cody Owens still just kept trading though and Owens kept coming off the top with like frog splashes and Rhodes was going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And I genuinely thought to myself, I mean, Cody should win, of course he should, but I'm not 100% sure. It was also a proper near fall after Owens had floored Cody because Cody only got his foot on the rope at the last second. And because Ken then fell to the outside, Seth walked up to him, losing his mind because he did not want Cody to win. And he said to Kevin, get your fat ass back in the ring. KO looked like he was about to break, especially given what happened pre-WrestleMania between the pair. So he was just like, you know what? This is your problem. And he walked off. And I have seen some criticism of this online, but put yourself in the scenario. A buddy of yours, a pal says, please, can you do me a favor? You do. And then they call you a fat ass. You'd be like, you know what? I don't need none of this. It also meant Cody Rhodes won by countout, which also ties into the bigger picture, because remember what he said a few weeks ago when it came to Dusty Rhodes and countout. And I thought all of this was so well put together. And between the three of them, they are making Raw a terrific show. I mean it. I think it's just great. And I am giving this it up. I'm going to assume that coming out of WrestleMania Backlash 2, where we are doing Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, we can then go into Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, which is also fire. So yeah, unashamed about this. I mean it from the bottom of my tum-tum. I think Raw is a good show as of this moment, and I am giving it an up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.